0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bike Walk Wichita Monthly Podcast. I'm Kim Neufeld, Executive Director, and I'm at Headquarters recording with Amy. Hello, everyone. Happy holidays, everyone. For our December episode, Alan interviews Sedgwick County Commissioner David Dennis. We share upcoming events you'll want to get on your calendar. We'll report out from Operation Firefly and the World Day of Remembrance events. And we will shine the spotlight on this month's special volunteer. Thanks for tuning in and joining us as we talk all things bike walk.
1: So in December, we have our much anticipated uh, Christmas Lights Walk and Ride.
0: Yes, so excited. I know.
1: I look forward to this every year. The walk is on December 11th and the bike ride is on December 12th. They are at both at Lincoln Heights Village, which is the shopping center that has Watermark books. Yes, so, just
0: right there at Douglas and Oliver. Mm-hmm.
1: So we will meet in the parking lot at Lincoln Heights Village at 5.30 is yes. when things start.
0: So, yeah, feel free to come early.
1: Yes. Hang out. Yes, you want to show up before 5.30, especially with the bike ride. You want to
0: get lined up. It is a fun time, also. You know, it's a great time. You're outdoors, mm-hmm. so you know you can safely kind of connect with others mm-hmm. that you haven't seen. And I love seeing all the lights and yes. ugly Christmas sweaters and just all mm-hmm. the cheer. The, yes. you know the atmosphere. Yes, I need it especially this year.
1: Exactly. And our walk for December 11th at 5:30. Our walk. We will have a sign-in table, and the walks will uh, kind of leave in segments, so you can yeah. bring your family group and go walk with your family group. And so you can still be kind of your own little pod. Um, the bike ride is one group altogether. And uh, we are very much our own roving parade with the
0: bike ride. So <laughs> very much so we I think we are more the attraction sometimes than mm-hmm. the actual houses that we are there to uh, enjoy as well. Yes. So definitely looking forward to, to seeing everyone out this year. And Definitely going big, so light up, whether it's your person, whether it's your bike,
2: um, Mm -hmm.
0: and bring out some music, and let's just have a good time. I know. I'm so excited. Can't wait to see you. Well, in November, we also had some really great events uh, that I wanted to make sure we uh, gave a report out on. So Operation Firefly, which we've been doing for several years now, um, we partnered again with the Wichita Police Department's Broadway Corridor team, and they really helped us go big again this mm-hmm. year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's great partnering with the officers. Uh, they really do know the community. Yes. And uh, it's, it's a really great time. They helped us install and distribute about 100 lights um, over the two Friday evenings. Uh, This year and we were again on South Broadway and North Broadway locations ensuring that people you know have access to lights really does help improve the safety for all of our road users Um, and including we even had a few individuals in wheelchairs who stopped by and wanted us to install lights on their chairs so A very important service. Right. And all of the lights that are distributed through our recycle shop all year and through our outreach are generously provided by an annual grant from the Kansas Department of Transportation. So thank you to them for that.
1: I really appreciate the Kansas Department of Transportation kind of raising
0: awareness of alternative transportation. Yes, I
1: I really appreciate the push that they're doing
0: for that. Yes, they are really stepping up and actually their active transportation plan for the Mm -hmm. state, which is the first one in decades, Mm -hmm. uh, will be uh, finalized actually this year as well. So thank you, KDOT. And another
1: something else that happened on Broadway, uh, if you have been on Broadway North of uh, 13th, you will notice that we have some newly striped bike lanes, and uh, they have reduced the lanes. We have a lane diet, and I'm just... So glad to see the city utilize a structured road resurfacing project to improve the road design and keeping the cost to a minimum. We hope that they will continue the project uh, south all the way to Third Street. So thank
0: you, City of Wichita. Yes, thank you. And then finally, uh, Bike Walk Wichita joined cities all across the U.S. to observe the World Day of Remembrance for Traffic Victims on Sunday, November 21st. I know many of you were able to join us. The community event really helped raise awareness um, about the national and local increase in pedestrians and cyclists who you know, are being killed in traffic. And we also took time that day to lead a walk and ride of silence to remember our local friends um, who have been seriously injured or killed. So thank you to Channel 3 and to Channel 12 uh, Media for covering the event and helping us raise awareness in the community. Um, It was a really great afternoon.
1: Yes, and thank you to Andy at Reverie for coming and speaking to us. It it was much appreciated.
0: Very much so. Um, He is a great local business owner and very active in the community, so it's always great uh, when we can reconnect with Andy. So thanks, Andy.
3: Hello, I'm Alan Kaler, and today we're talking with the Sedgwick County Commissioner for District 3, David Dennis. We're recording this in early November, twenty twenty one. Welcome to Walk Wichita.
2: Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be
3: here. Very glad to have you. Looking forward to our conversation. Thank you very much for your for your time, and, and for your thoughts. So, you've been on the county commission now, I think, coming up on six years.
2: Uh, well, I was just reelected last November, so yeah. this is I am in my fifth year right now. Okay and what do we need to know about you to
3: better understand your your role as a as a county commissioner and as a member of our community
2: certainly my life has really been dedicated towards service my wife and i grew up in great bend we were high school sweethearts and we're now coming up on our 53rd wedding anniversary i went to college after high school at fort hayes and got my bachelor's degree from fort hayes i do have a master's degree from university of oklahoma Uh, When I graduated, my wife and I were planning on getting married, and uh, it was the middle of the Vietnam War, and uh, they invited me to participate. (laughs) So we kind of had to put off our wedding for a little while. Uh, I flew home over Veterans Day weekend, so my anniversary's coming up here real quick. And uh, we got married. Uh, uh, Our oldest son then was born uh, in Germany at uh, an army, Landstuhl Army General Hospital, but I was in the Air Force and our second son uh, is uh, was born right after I got my commission about 4 years later. Uh, I served 4 years enlisted in the Air Force. I served 25 more years as an officer, I retired after 29 years as a full colonel. Uh, after I retired, I went back to college and got a teaching certificate uh, and taught at North High School for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Following that, I was a little disturbed with uh, the state of Kansas. Uh, they kept arguing whether we ought to teach religion and science classes or science and science classes, and, and I thought we probably ought to teach uh, religion and religion classes and science and science classes, so I ran for the State Board of Education and was elected to that. I served as chairman of that uh, for two out of the four years I was on the State Board. So after that, my wife and I thought maybe it'd be time to retire and that didn't last very long. Uh, Some good friends of mine asked me if I'd run for county commission and I did. Uh, So in 2016 I was elected to the Sedgwick County Commission and have served on that ever since. Uh, During the time that uh, I've been here in Wichita, we retired in 97, so it was quite a while back now. It doesn't seem that far back, Uh, but I got involved in politics a little bit, I I was worried about uh, some development going into where we just built our new house, and so uh, Councilman Martz uh, became a good friend of mine. I he formed a, a, a district advi- or citizens advisory board, mm-hmm. and uh, I served on that for eight years. I was the, the chairman pro tem under Councilman Martz, and then when Councilman Longwell was elected, I served as chairman of the of the citizens advisory board. Uh, and then uh, Longwell appointed me to the Metropolitan Planning Commission, and I served on that. Chairman off and on, and then I was chairman of advanced plans uh, for most of the time I was on there. So I was on that for nine years. And so I've had uh, a lot of experience with the city and the county in that way. And then I, I served my church. Uh, uh, I've been a Eucharistic minister for quite some time. and. Uh, so really, my life has been service to my community, uh, my uh, church, uh, God, uh, my family, and uh, our nation.
3: Well, thank you. You have uh, served in quite a few different uh, capacities. That's uh, that's interesting, and a lot a lot in the lot of different roles in the community too. That's great. Well, we are Bike Walk Wichita, and as our name implies, we're interested in promoting safety and accessibility for cyclists and for pedestrians, everyone in in the area. So we'd like to begin by just asking what's your experience with biking and walking in your neighborhood especially?
2: Well in my neighborhood uh, My wife and I try and walk every night. Uh, it's good exercise uh, Unfortunately with my job a lot of nights while we've got dinners <laughs> and so forth to go to uh, During the day, it's a little more difficult for me to walk, but uh, my, it keeps uh, my wife and I active uh, What I've found here in Wichita and uh, in Currently, it's a lot nicer in my neighborhood because uh, they've expanded uh, Central and widened it, and they put nice big, wide sidewalks on each side out west, uh, and I can actually walk four square mile, uh, you know, f- four miles uh, going around the square mile near my home, uh, so we can take off and walk very easily. It wasn't quite that easy before they expanded Central, uh, but now that it's expanded, uh, and 135th uh, has been expanded, so we've got nice sidewalks out there. They're, they're not as nice for biking uh, because they're major roads. If you want to get out on the road, it uh, doesn't seem too safe, but uh, the walking is very good. The difference that I see here, and my wife and I moved, uh, she moved my family 14 times while I was in the military, so I've lived a lot of places, uh, not counting all the places that I was in temporarily. Uh, but the last assignment I had uh, was in Washington, D.C., and I was there about half the time, and I worked in a former Soviet Union the other half of the time. But the half that I was in D.C., uh, what I found is that uh, they'd really embraced the walking and biking a lot more than I think we had embraced it here. Uh, we lived uh, down south of, uh, of D.C. in a little town, well, not a little town, Woodbridge, Virginia. Uh, and the neat thing about it, we could get on our bicycles there, and we could ride all the way to the battlefield of Manassas if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Or we could go up to Mount Vernon, uh, to Washington's uh, uh, home, and we could get on our bicycles and ride all the way down to the mall if we wanted to. I mean, it was all set up for being able to bike in those areas. So. I had a bike rack on the back of my car, and and we would take uh, our the car and the bikes okay. out to a lot of different places just mm-hmm. because we could see them very easily and it was it was accommodating i I don't know it's it's quite as accommodating here I don't mm-hmm. know that we've got to that planning stage. They put it right into the plan of the housing area that i, I we built a new house there in d c as we were moving in, and uh, it was designed for biking and walking
3: mm-hmm. all right well in fact. Let's talk a little bit about what's your view of the role of the government agencies. You're you're with the county, for Mm -hmm. one, in building that uh, biking and walking culture.
2: Well, we've done quite a bit. Uh, we've got the aviation pathway going down south right now. That's been moving. We've got some uh, rails to trails uh, going out on the east side. Uh, over on the west side, we've got uh, a nice old rail to the trails going all the way out towards Garden Plain. Uh, if you take a look at Sedgwick County, uh, if you go around to Sedgwick County Park and Sedgwick County Zoo, we've got uh, trails all over the place. Uh, and you could go into Sedgwick County Park and and get on one of the trails and then head up 21st Street you can go all the way out to Cheney if you want to and because, because Sedgwick County operates uh, some nice wide uh, bike lanes along the side of 21st Street so uh, we've we've got some nice starts uh, uh, it's not ingrained in our in our uh, planning right now uh, but I think that that probably working towards the future because uh, the, the community is evolving and uh, the we've got a great planning department, Metropolitany Planning Department uh, and you know Scott Waddle, uh, he put together the bike master plan back when I was on advanced plans mm-hmm. so we adopted that uh, while I was still serving on the Metropolitany Planning Commission so th- I think we're changing uh, and it, it's really driven a lot by uh, the changing in in the younger generation. Uh, they want uh, to be able to better with uh, uh, walking and, and biking and in, in their community rather than spread out like we're doing right now. Okay,
3: yeah. Well, I
2: appreciate that.
3: Of course, for the last year and a half, you've had to deal a lot with uh, COVID. Uh, it, county commission is the uh, health department uh, for the county and so forth so that has been something that wasn't wasn't planned for wasn't uh, wasn't expected but we are hopefully it looks like getting back to nor- normal and uh, so we need to start thinking about what uh, what else needs to be focused on in the county and so forth i think in some of your campaign materials for the latest campaign you indicated that two of your priorities were to uh, Build economic growth mm-hmm.
2: and to uh,
3: improve the quality of life uh, in the area what, what does the county do to uh, build economic growth?
2: Well economic growth is dependent on a lot of things uh, uh, transportation is one of them uh, my old uh, head of our Public Works Department uh, his greatest saying and I, I've stolen it uh, and that's that uh, uh, transportation is the money, mother's milk of economic development and because we've got to move the goods and services somehow Some of the things that we've done is we've worked very hard on the north junction in order to be able to to relieve the congestion up in that area and be able to move large tractor trailers because that uh, that big round uh, circle is about impossible when you get some of these 53 foot trailers that's moving some of our goods and services to get around that. we work uh, with the uh, different education departments in order to be able to make sure we have a, a educated workforce in order to be able to expand uh, our, our economy. So things like uh, WSU Tech, the building out there, uh, for my time, I can't take any credit for it, uh, but. One of the things that uh, the the commissioners did is that we put $50 million and built that facility that's sitting out there, and that's paid for by Sedgwick County, and we're still paying the bond on it today. Uh, So uh, we're turning out a workforce out of there, and Sherry Utash, Dr. Utash, is doing a great job of, of providing the workers for tomorrow. The other thing that we're looking at is what do the workers for tomorrow need in order to be qualified to have a job? Uh, So Deloitte Touche is doing a study for us right now, Uh, we just put in uh, between all of the different participants a half a million dollars to to take a look at what it takes for a workforce for tomorrow and I'm looking forward to that uh, outcome. We put, I think it's 400,000 a year into the Greater Wichita Partnership that goes out and tries to find businesses uh, to come to this region uh, and uh, we support any kind of uh, economic growth that we can have. And then once a company comes, uh, sometimes they require uh, different kinds of incentives in order to be able to come, so we do provide incentives, for example. Uh, now, Spirit's been here for a while, but they wanted to build a brand new logistics center. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it is fantastic. Uh, uh, and Wichita and Sedgwick County combined to put in some of the funding in order to be able to pay for that. Uh, There's some incentives that we put into Textron and so forth. So we want to grow those companies that are here. We want to keep the companies that are here. We want to bring other companies in. So these are some of the things, briefly, that we're doing uh, for economic Mm -hmm. development portion of that.
3: Okay. And then on the other uh, side of that, uh, or the other priority you identified, uh, what, what can the county do to improve the quality of life?
2: Well, quality of life is very important because Not only do we need to get those workers here, but we need to keep the ones we've got. Because we, you know, I was a teacher, I told you that, but I see a lot of my students that leave this area because they want to go to Dallas, they want to go to Los Angeles, they want to go to New York City, some other, uh, Atlanta. Uh, So we have to keep them here. In order to keep them here, we have to have uh, the facilities and uh, the uh, quality of life things that they want. So what have we done, Sedgwick County again before me, I can't take credit for a lot of these things, but I'm proud of what Sedgwick County did. Uh, If you look at Exploration Place, uh, uh, that facility is uh, bought and paid for by Sedgwick County. If you look at uh, the Sedgwick County Zoo, we're just celebrating the 50th anniversary. That new entrance that's on there is about 16, 17 million dollars Uh, Sedgwick County put six million of that in to to put that new entrance on and the community raised the rest of it because they think it's number one tourist attraction. They think it's uh, something that's vital that we keep here in this area. We have to have the education, and we're, we're blessed because we've got WSU, friends, uh, Newman, all here in, in this community. But uh, one of the things that Sedgwick County does is we take one and a half mils of your property tax every year, and we give it to WSU. Uh, so it's somewhere around $9 million that we transfer over. City of Wichita tries to claim that, but none of that comes out of their budget. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, I understand that uh, a lot of their citizens are paying a bulk of that, uh, but uh, it's all our one and a half mills that comes out. So uh, we look at education uh, so that we can have an educated uh, workforce uh, that we can keep here. uh, And we look at the other amenities uh, in Trust Bank Arena uh, is another thing that uh, Sedgwick County put that together, and and we financed it, and we own that, own that facility. So, uh, we're always looking for what is going to keep those folks here in Sedgwick County, so that we can grow.
3: Okay, and in fact, it the next question I had was, are those two things related—the economic growth and the and the quality of of life? By having economic growth, it seems that you then have the money, you have the resources to improve the the quality of life, vice versa. Improving the quality of life will help retain people and attract people to, to the area as well.
2: Absolutely, they're tied together because you can't have uh, one without the other. If, if we don't have quality of life, we're not going to have a workforce, then we're not going to have economic development as we're moving forward. So you've got to tie them together. There was a survey
3: done by W, the Young Professionals section of the uh, Chamber of Commerce a couple of years ago. I don't think it was very widely publicized, but I thought it was very interesting. They asked uh, their members what were their most important factors in deciding where to work, where to choose a place to work. And of course, things like salary and all of the job benefits and things were at the top of the list. But after you get past the job categories, the things that were rated the most highly with over 80% of the people saying that they were the most important things were things like quality of life, having places to walk to and bike to, uh, having a vibrant downtown, uh, those sorts of things. So I do think that having that uh, that quality of life is important to the economic growth.
2: Well, I agree. And another reason we chose Wichita when, my, when I retired, I told you I retired out of Washington DC, but we'd been around the world. Uh, Is we wanted a community where that we could do the things that we were used to doing and nothing against Great Bend but it didn't have the quality of life that we wanted uh, in order for us to be able to to go to things like the Orpheum to go over and watch music uh, uh, theater. I don't know if you've been to the Forum Theater downtown, but my wife and I, we go to the Forum quite frequently. It's just kind of fun mm-hmm. to, to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, this, is, uh, this is what we were looking for. So, I'm okay. sure that other folks are looking for these types of things too in order to, to have a, a, a full and vibrant life. So, uh, that's why we chose Wichita. We'd never lived here, We it was never stationed at McConnell. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we just kind of picked it. Mm-hmm.
3: Interesting. So I think you referred to it earlier in describing your neighborhood and, and what you do, but we believe that encouraging biking and walking improves the quality of life uh, through the whole area and that the more that the uh, government agencies can do to encourage that will build a, a stronger community, build the economy in the way that we've talked about, it makes it a safer community, it makes it a, a healthier community, mm-hmm. and that all of those things combined. So. The types of things that you were talking about that the county has already done and uh, hopefully future plans
2: will continue to encourage that. And I agree. Uh, now, I don't bike as, like we used to. Uh, when my wife had a birthday when we were up in Montana, uh, she wanted to bike, a uh, mountain bike, because we did, we went camping a lot. and mm-hmm. so. I went and bought two mountain bikes. Her birthday is the 26th of August, and uh, the day that I bought it, uh, uh, the bikes, uh, I brought them home, and uh, 26th of August, we had six inches of snow on the ground in Montana. <laughs> oh, gosh. So it wasn't quite as easy, yeah, but uh, yeah. uh, we used a heck out of those bikes. Uh, uh-huh. We don't ride n- near as much as we used to. Uh, at our age, if we fall off, we don't heal as fast right. as we used to. <laughs> I
3: understand. I understand. Not 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 for everyone, but uh, you know, it is attractive for those that, uh, that, that do enjoy it. Changing subjects just a little bit, you've said that although you're generally conservative in your political outlook, one of the things that you hope to do on the county commission, hoped to do when you uh, joined the commission, was to try and build a consensus. You referred to that in one of your earlier answers about the, mm-hmm. the uh, haggling, I guess, uh, among the different constituencies, and avoid the divisiveness uh, on the commission that you had seen. That has become even more important, probably, uh, since the time that you were uh, first elected. Is the, the economic growth, the um, quality of life issues, is that an area that there is room for at consensus building on the Commission
2: I think so when when I first uh, went on the Commission there was kind of a divide between Wichita and Sedgwick County as a matter of fact there is a tunnel actually that leads between the two buildings and it was closed <laughs> when I came on the Commission and so one of the first things I wanted uh, was to reopen that tunnel mm-hmm. uh, we did go through a few problems with opening it. On the Wichita side, there's an elevator that'll take you all the way down, but on the uh, Sedgwick County side, you have to use stairs. Uh, So we've limited it to uh, employees. We haven't opened it up to the public like it used to be because uh, in order for us to make it ADA compliant, uh, we'd have to put an elevator on our side, and uh, the cost of that was exorbitant but that was one symbol. I thought a, a great symbol on how that we could have the two communities work together. We've also started having en banc meetings uh, where that uh, we have both, uh, Wichita and Sedgwick County meet uh, together. Uh, so those the the largest city in our in our county, uh, and the county are, are very important. Uh, but we can't forget we've got 20 cities in Sedgwick County. Uh, So, just in my district, uh, we got Bentley, uh, Andale, Mount Hope, Garden Plain, Cheney, Mays, Goddard, Viola, I hope I didn't miss any, but I probably (laughs) did. (laughs) Uh, We have uh, to work with every single one of those uh, communities because each one has different needs uh, as we move forward. The smaller communities have less resources than places like Wichita does so we need to make sure that we can help them as they move forward. Uh, Such things as uh, down in uh, Clearwater, Uh, they're putting in uh, a a processing plant for uh, cotton. And so they needed some roads going in, and Sedgwick County helps uh, with uh, building those roads for part of economic development. So we have to work with each one of these communities. Now Clearwater's is not in my district, but what, uh, I am very careful that I'm not parochial about uh, making sure that uh, I support the entire county. The votes that I, we make, the five of us make, uh, really impact the entire county. Uh, so. Uh, Wampo, or wherever I work, uh, I want to make sure that I'm looking at the entire region rather than just District Three. But I'm proud of a District Three because uh, half the county is in my district uh, as far as square landmass.
3: Really? Wow. Okay. Didn't realize that. Well, you mentioned Wampo. Uh, let's uh, let's switch to that. You actually wear another hat as well, and that is you're the chair of the transportation policy board for Wampo. How long have you been on that board?
2: Uh, this will be my fifth year. I, I went on the board as soon as uh, that I uh, went on the commission, but uh, uh, just a year ago, I became the chairman of that organization.
3: All right. And what are the priorities for that board?
2: Well, again, Wampo is a region. It, it does go outside of Sedgwick County, so uh, you know, we go over into Butler County and so forth. And, uh, so we, ha- we have to look at the regional aspect again. Uh, We get uh, some state and federal funding that comes into Wampo for uh, things like uh, we put bridges uh, over the uh, river so that people can walk and ride bicycles uh, over that to make it safer. We help fund the the pathway that I've talked about before uh, besides major projects uh, such as I was talking about uh, the North Junction and so forth. And WAMPO is just one organization that can go up to uh, talk with the the state and the federal government on regional priorities Uh, so when when we go up uh, to Topeka for example or if I go into DC uh, I make sure that we coordinate with uh, the city of Wichita uh, the Chamber of Commerce uh, uh, and any other organization that uh, has a voice that uh, can be heard because we're a lot more powerful when we go up and speak with one voice rather than each of us go up with our individual priorities. Uh, so we sit down and we prioritize based on the region with all of our voices put together rather than each one of us individually. And that's how we got the North Junction. We went up and started talking to the uh, to the transportation uh, folks up there and and they understood what what our needs were and that was our number one priority for a few years uh, it's now fully funded we don't it's not our number one priority anymore because we've got we've we've won we we're moving forward on that mm-hmm. so honestly what we're looking at right now is what is what should be our next uh, number one priority now I tell you that I'm not trying not to be parochial but um, one of my big priorities, because it is District 3, is uh, the Northwest Bypass uh, that goes from Mays to Goddard. Uh, so, uh, But we have, and again, because I'm not parochial, we also are looking at uh, 254 uh, and putting uh, improvements on that because uh, it's not a, a very well-protected road, so we have people coming in from major roads and having huge accidents because it's, it's not like a turnpike. Uh, We're looking at Arc 95 down south, 95th Street, uh, going all the way from k 15 all the way over uh, towards Hayesville. Uh, So these are some of the projects regionally that we're looking at, besides things like like, uh, uh, pathways and and, uh, bike walks and so forth.
3: All right. All right. Well, I am the co-chair of the WAMPO's Active Transportation Mm -hmm. Committee and we have had several meetings so far. What we've been concentrating on in those meetings is to have different communities come in and talk to us about their bike and pedestrian plans, what they're doing, what they hope to do uh, in the future. And many of those communities have told us that they are well underway in implementing their own plans and uh, many of them have have built fairly extensive uh, networks uh, within their communities. But what they really would like to do would be able to join those uh, different networks among the different communities, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously outside their jurisdictions and so forth. Is that something that either WAMPO or the county could assist with?
2: Absolutely. As you just mentioned, we, we started hearing from all of the different communities. Uh, and that was one of the things that I, I decided to do as the chairman is that, uh, if we we're gonna look at the region, we have to know what the region needs. <laughs> and so we started bringing in every city. We just finished it up uh, last uh, meeting on uh, each of the different uh, regions of what their, the sit- communities on what their needs were that are members of WAMPO. But uh, we do have a lot of uh, cities uh, that are in the county that aren't members of WAMPO, because you have to have, be a certain size before you're uh, part of that uh, uh, committee. Uh, so we do have to listen to uh, each of those uh, communities and find out what their needs are and how that we can connect them. Uh, but is, is the purpose of that uh, was to make sure that everybody was educated the same so that they knew what the needs are were for the other communities so that you can make wise decisions for the region rather than try and be a parochial again.
3: Okay. As I mentioned, several of the communities that we've heard from have said that they would like to have some interconnections between the different communities. Does that make sense to be a priority for for WAMPO or for the the county in helping to to fund those or plan those?
2: Yes, as as we look at things like uh, ARC 95 that I mentioned a minute ago, Mm -hmm. uh, once uh, we get more funding in place and and can start working towards the design portion of that, uh, uh, then that's the point that uh, deciding that you want wide enough sidewalks or pathways or whatever. Uh, and as I said, that's going to go all the way from, uh, uh, when we talk about Arc 95, it starts over at K15 in the Arkansas River, uh, goes across the railroad tracks there, uh, and all the way over towards Hayesville. So uh, if, as you design projects like that, you need to design projects so that uh, you can have the, the wide enough sidewalks, uh, the ability to make it walkable and, and bikeable. So you mentioned
3: earlier that the county has uh, completed several projects recently. The Meridian Bridge over the Big Ditch, the Aviation Pathway mm-hmm. are two of the biggest, and those those are great, especially the Aviation Pathway have been on several times, and uh, it provides a, a great link between Wichita and ultimately Mulvane. Are there any other projects in, under consideration like that?
2: Well, one of the things that... Uh, we're looking at, we're just moving into the design uh, for the initial portion of uh, of the Northwest Bypass, and only just a portion of it uh, we're looking at designing from uh, uh, from Mays over towards uh, south of Via Christi. The cost of that whole project is so much that <laughs> you can't uh, take it all at once. It's a half a billion dollars to get that entire project. But as you design something like that, we need to also look and see if we need to include Uh, any kind of uh, paths or uh, uh, any kind of uh, bike paths and and walking paths because what I what I see that we didn't do over on K96 uh, on the other side of town is that you don't have those uh, interconnections Uh, they built this beautiful road but uh, we don't have any way of, uh, of connecting and Uh, Just as on the east side where uh, every intersection on on K-96 is a huge uh, commercial facility, everything in between is schools and churches and and housing, uh, but they're they're not interconnected. Uh, And uh, what you can do, if you can start with the design portion of that, is that you can interconnect those initially as you're building it
3: along that line and in fact you mentioned earlier the uh, shoulders along 21st uh, there that's a very popular area for for biking now in talking to the county engineers I understand that there's essentially a, a policy now that in building uh, new roads uh, like that that they're going to be looking at building shoulder including shoulders along those uh, roads which is great I think that's one of the most important things that can be done to improve safety, uh, not just for cyclists, but uh, for uh, motor vehicles as well.
2: I agree. Uh, we've got a great Secretary of Transportation right now. Julie Lorenz does a fantastic job, and uh, we've been advocating on K-42 from the county line-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no shoulders on it. so. Uh, if you looked at uh, the last uh, plans that just came out, uh, the governor came down just a couple months ago, along with uh, Julia Lorenz and and they are going to now put shoulders on K42 from the county line uh, on up uh, about 10, 12 miles coming into. Sedgwick County and it's not just for biking and walking uh, it's uh, also safety for cars if you have any problems you can get off of the side of the road without having a big ditch there so mm-hmm. that's some of the projects that we're looking at for the future and it's funded. Yeah. I agree and we we supported that that project uh, so thank you.
3: Are you familiar with the Strong Towns organization? I think they're one of the most visible uh, groups uh, speaking to planning and design, especially of transportation facilities uh, generally?
2: I am. I was hoping that I could uh, attend. The, they had a meeting here at uh, Friends, I believe it was, uh, just last, at the end of October, but I had another commitment that night, so I didn't get to, to go to it, but I, I am familiar with it. Uh, the nice thing about it, uh, we're, we're such a large community, that uh, we have some great planning organizations that help us work with uh, things like uh, uh, the ideas that are coming out of strong towns. So our Metropolitan Planning Department, uh, as I said, I I was on advanced plans for quite some time. Uh, They're tuned into these kind of things. Uh, WAMPO uh, is a planning organization that's tuned into this. So we have uh, several plans that are in place today Uh, to look to the future. We've got a comprehensive plan in place. Uh, We've got, I don't know the total number of plans that are on the shelf, and and what I hate are plans that are on the shelf instead of ones that are being implemented, but uh, I know that there's a a, a bicycle master plan. There's a a lot of different plans that are actually a subset of the comprehensive plan. In addition, uh, uh, Sedgwick County is a zoned county. Uh, So we have not only planning uh, documents, but we have zoning documents that guide how that uh, we move the county uh, forward. And and, uh, those are joint organizations between Wichita and Sedgwick County. So uh, we we fund half of that planning department uh, out of Sedgwick County, and and with the. organizations like that that are dedicated to taking a look at things like uh, strong towns and, and other ideas that are available to, to help us, again, not only with economic development, but also quality of place, uh, that they're the what help us move forward. Uh, without organizations like that, uh, I, it's like if you have no idea where you're going, why it doesn't matter which way you go. <laughs> One of the essential concepts
3: of Strong Towns is to improve the financial resiliency and sustainability of government's communities by looking at the funding and at the projects that they're doing. They emphasize that communities really need to focus on strengthening the neighborhoods at the the neighborhood level on the one hand, and on the other hand, segregating the connections between the communities so that they provide their essential function of providing a high-speed connection between it, to make it easy to get from one community to the other. And in particular, they've raised concerns about projects that try to combine both of those things and say that their argument is that those are not, in the long term, financially sustainable. You mentioned the Northwest Bypass. And I understand the, the, believe the thinking on the possible development around the Northwest bi- Bypass. But has any thought been given to what ha- what would happen if you spent, as you say, the tremendous amount of money that would take for to build that bypass, and put that into other projects, focusing either on at the neighborhood level, or at the Uh, the road level at building the high speed connections and over the long term, what the sustainability of that would be.
2: Uh, I understand what your concerns are, uh, but again, uh, my focus as a county commissioner is on the unincorporated areas of Sedgwick County. Uh, So uh, what happens in uh, a large city like Wichita is really the, the responsibility of the city council and their leadership. Granted, the, the planning department is a joint department and we work together and we try and make sure that we maximize our efforts on that. Uh, but uh, uh, if I was back worrying about uh, the uh, Metropolitan Area Planning Commission uh, more than as a county commissioner, I, I probably could answer your question a little better from that perspective. Uh, but. Uh, I, as I said, I I have the responsibility to worry about all 20 cities in Sedgwick County, not just the city of Wichita. And uh, each one of those have uh, very unique uh, uh, requirements. Uh, If you go out to Bentley and take a look at that, uh, that's a town that uh, a developer came in and and, uh, sold them on building all kinds of houses out there and said it's a great deal and so they put in all the infrastructure in order to be able to do that. Uh, they ran up uh, huge uh, bonds in order to be able to put in sewer and water and roads and, and then the developer pulled out and now that little community is sitting there uh, trying to figure out how that uh, those few people that are left can finance that each year. Uh, and so these, these are some, it, it, the issues are completely different in different portions of Sedgwick County. Uh, and uh, I try and look and see what we can do to help each one uh, as far as uh, infrastructure until the city reaches uh, 5,000 why the county will continue to pave their arterials as we go through there Uh, but once they get to be 5,000 or greater then we transfer that responsibility over to uh, the city itself so like uh, May or Goddard rather uh, I would say with the new uh, census numbers why we probably paving major arterials in the city of Goddard but uh, uh, as we go through some of the other ones like Bentley again why they've got a couple of major roads that come through there and and both of those major roads uh, are taken care of by Sedgwick County so uh, there's just so much difference between each of the communities.
3: Okay the county deals with a number of different important issues it's the health department it deals with the public safety. It deals with the infrastructure that we've spent a lot of time talking about. Those are all very important issues for really everyone that's in Sedgwick County. If someone is concerned about any of those issues or would like to affect the outcome of those, what would you recommend that
2: they do? Uh, well, first of all, they need to be involved uh, and... Uh each one of the county commissioners have a, a district advisory board now, so they can always come and speak to us there. Uh, we're actually going to hold a town hall coming up Monday. Uh, it's dealing with the redistricting, but it's out at, uh, at NCAT, uh, 6.30, I believe it is, uh, on Monday night, it's coming, uh, or the 15th. Uh, and uh, so those are options. Uh, we... Uh, have an opportunity that you can go online and if you want to address the commission before one of our board meetings why you can enter the information right on our website and we review those before the board meeting and if we need to take action during the board meeting on any of those why they can you can always email us uh, at sedgwick.gov is my email address uh, uh, if you want to call and talk with us, uh, 660-9300, and you'll get a hold of one of our secretaries, and and if we're in, why they'll uh, get us, and if we're uh, away, why they'll put us through to the voicemail. Uh, so there's a lot of ways of getting in touch with us, and uh, uh, if you want to come to one of our board meetings, uh, they're held the first, second, and third Wednesday of every month at 9 o'clock in the morning, but... Don't come next week at 9 o'clock because we're moving it up to 8.30. I'll explain why in a second, but uh, the uh, we always have a public agenda at the beginning of each and every one of our board meetings, so anyone is welcome to come and and speak to us at those. Uh, the reason we're moving everything up uh, to uh, 9.30 next Wednesday, and I don't know when you'll broadcast this or you'll put it out, but we have a Veterans Day parade that day, uh, uh Actually, the Veterans Day Parade itself down Main Street is on uh, November the 6th, starting at 11 o'clock in the morning, goes from uh, in front of our courthouse down to Water Walk, and then... uh on uh, the 10th, uh, starting at nine o'clock in the morning, 2,500 uh, JROTC cadets will hold a formal military parade inside of Century 2 uh, in honor of our veterans. So if you've never seen a formal military parade, it's something to see, but it's in honor of our veterans, but it, you don't have to be a veteran to come. It's free for everybody, so we invite everybody to that.
3: All right, well, thank you, thank you.
2: Is there anything else that
3: you would like to talk about that we haven't talked about?
2: Well, sure. Uh, you mentioned uh, a lot of the, the responsibilities that we have, and and, and it varies. Uh, we've got 600 miles of roads, uh, 600 bridges in Sedgwick County. We're the, we're the third uh, highest number of bridges of any county in the entire United States. Uh, so we our public works uh, maintains those, uh, keeps the snow clear, uh, and tries to make them safe for the community. If you see something that uh, isn't safe, please let us know, and, and we'll work that. Uh, Part of our public safety, uh, we fund the sheriff's department. Uh, It's a a large portion of our budget. Uh, But uh, again, if there's something that uh, you need, our sheriff is separately elected, uh, you're always welcome to contact them. Where we're at right now is we're in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Hopefully we're seeing the end of it. But the thing that I ask the public to do is uh, uh, we're not gonna get out of this until we reach herd immunity. And the way we're going to do that is uh, one of two ways. We're either going to get the vaccine, or you're going to get the disease, it's the, one or the other. Mm-hmm. I've had the virus, and uh, I would uh, before the, the vaccine came out, uh, I can tell you I would rather have had the vaccine for, to begin with. Uh, if we look at what's going on in the hospitals, uh, 85 to 90% of the people that are in uh, the ICUs right now are not vaccinated. Mm. So. I I don't understand uh, why that you would be afraid of it. There's been five or six billion uh, doses of vaccine given so far and uh, people that say it's not tested and it, I, I can't say I understand how you can say it's not safe and it's not tested when five or six billion doses have been given. We're not going to get through this until we have the community joined together and we can get everyone vaccinated and that's we just uh, got uh, approval yesterday uh, to vaccinate five to eleven-year-olds. We're already set up we're going to start doing that. Yet this week, actually, uh, so you can start. I think today uh, scheduling it over at uh, at our uh, at the library, the old library. In addition. Uh, Uh, We're working with the different uh, doctor's offices and so forth, because a lot of times people would trust their pediatricians more. So uh, we're working with them trying to get the vaccine into the pediatricians. Uh, uh, It's going into the large pharmacies, so you can always go there. We're working with school districts, if they'd like us to have a mobile clinic, uh, we can take uh, uh, a mobile clinic out to the different schools uh, and uh, schedule it right there. So uh, we're trying to make this as convenient as possible and we're trying to let everyone know that we believe that this is safe. I know they don't trust the government anymore and so me to saying that maybe not uh, uh, have the impact I would hope that it would have Uh, but uh, right now our community is kind of divided and uh, there's a lot of stress. I think that we can alleviate a lot of that division and stress once we can get through this pandemic and get uh, community back to normal or not back to normal yet.
3: All right well we're interested in the health of everyone as well, not just uh, through biking and walking, but in their overall health. So thank you for that. Thank you very much for your time. We appreciate talking to you. We appreciate your thoughts and uh, wish you the best. Thank you very much.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on today, and I I wish the best for our community. I truly do. That's why I do what I do, is to make sure that we can keep our community safe, healthy, and and move forward uh, with prosperity. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Alan and Commissioner Dennis for the interview. I really enjoyed listening to that. And Commissioner Dennis, uh, thank you for your service. I personally had no idea that he had such a background in military service and teaching. That was um, really wonderful to learn about. This uh, interview series that Alan has been uh, leading with our decision makers is really enlightening to learn about them and learn about some things we don't typically get to hear about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When you uh, get to sit down for a 45-minute interview, uh, yeah, you get to dive, I think, a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And I think these relationships are excellent relationships, you know, to continue building. So. Yes,
1: Yes, this this has been a a wonderful thing that Alan kind of came up with Mm -hmm. and is spearheading, and we appreciate it. Uh, I did enjoy hearing about uh, Commissioner Dennis's time living in D.C. and being able to bike to different area sites. That kind of connected network is what we are striving for here in Wichita and Sedgwick County. I mean, the bike and hike trails have fostered such an economic boon for many communities in Sedgwick County. Mm -hmm. And so I am hopeful that our county and city decision makers will invest in this low cost and low risk infrastructure and building this type of connected network across our county improves community health, both physical and mental health. And it provides an economic boost for every community that is involved with it.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, when I was out bike touring uh, last summer, Mm -hmm. uh, we went all over central Kansas. And there's a lot of great roads, back roads, Mm -hmm. two-lane roads that connect to different cities and have historical sites and and lots of great, you know, information and and stops, nature stops along the way. Uh, But hardly any of them have a shoulder. And the simplest thing to do would be to look at these two-lane roads in the yes. county uh, that don't are not high traffic um, and that do have space. A lot of them uh, have ditches and other things, uh, but could be you know the shoulder could be easily expanded probably. Yes, as a yes. very easy way you know to connect these these communities. Right. Thank you, Alan and Commissioner Dennis, for the interview. We appreciate your time and all that you do for the community. So, as many of you know, we have been working in several communities and neighborhoods this year, being very intentional to prioritize our resources and our efforts and just trying to get uh, more walks, rides, and events going uh, mm-hmm. to really encourage us residents. So, I do have a few updates. Uh, the Evergreen neighborhood, of course, has just been rocking and rolling uh, since we got started. Salud, must be in a star of course, is helping host walks. um, And they actually reached out to the Evergreen Rec Center, and they are now going to be opening the Rec Center for free walking
1: uh,
0: every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 8.45 a.m. So if you're looking to get out for a walk, uh, that's a great place to go. And then I think it also is followed by Zumba. You could get a full morning workout every Tuesday and Thursday over at the Evergreen Rec Center.
1: That sounds like a great thing to do during winter.
0: Yes. And we had, you know, a great time, you know, with the Two Wheel and Nomar event. And we definitely have a bike jam and Open Streets Nomar and a bunch of stuff coming up uh, for 2022. So we are very excited uh, about Evergreen. In addition, Fairmount is, of course, they're doing amazing stuff as well. LaShonda and the Black Girls Do Bike Wichita mm-hmm. chapter is out riding and it's great seeing that group. Uh, expand. So great job, LaShonda, and to all the women who are really taking off and and kind of leading those those rides. Um, In addition, you'll find walks. uh, And we are very excited to partner with Wichita State University and the Shocker Neighborhood Coalition to install some signage along the Redbud Path. So neighbors have been asking for signage, wayfinding signage, mile markers, and um, other safety features to be added, and this was one opportunity where we were actually Mm -hmm. able to come together, collaborate, and to get a small grant from Wesley Healthcare, thank you very much, to make and install these signs. So great stuff going on in Fairmount as well. In addition, Jody is working with a lot of our local affirming churches um, and really encouraging them to start their own walks and mm-hmm. rides uh, to really help get to know the community, get to, you know, just spread the word um, and have an opportunity for people to come and learn about what that church is working on. So, our LGBTQ efforts um, are really ramping up and we are excited to have Jody on board. Yes. And finally, in addition, Our refugee families, you may have seen in the news, the IRC just announced that 400 Afghan um, refugees have settled here in Wichita just over the last few months, and all of them most likely are needing some form of transportation. I mean, we all know you have to get to work or school if you have been settled here, and so our bus service, our other, you know, Alternative transportation, you know, system does have gaps still. Yes. And so yes. many of them, uh, we will be partnering with them to try to provide the recycle bikes right. um, and to provide some safe riding uh, lessons as well, since they're yes. not as familiar with yes. the rules of our roads. Very excited to work with that group even more. And if you are interested in coming in and helping volunteer and recycle shop, we could definitely use help getting these bikes uh, ready. Or if you have bikes that you're no longer riding, Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to fix them up and get them to somebody who could really use it uh, for transportation.
1: Yes. Uh, I appreciate um, Bike Walk Wichita outreach to the refugee community. I mean, there are transportation, there are just so many gaps, and the bicycle is the simplest and most effective way for them to get yeah. to the job, get to the grocery store, mm-hmm. get to the places they need to be And to yeah. help be settled. Absolutely. And, you know, help uh, become, you know, contributing members of our community.
0: Absolutely. That's what they want. That's yeah. why they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and many are very familiar with riding bikes it, from yeah. wherever they came. Uh, they just don't know the rules of our road. And yeah. so to keep, again, all road users safe. Uh, the more we can provide resources, lights, locks, helmets, and safe riding etiquette, you know, and and lessons, the better for, for everyone and for our whole community. So thank you definitely to United Healthcare uh, and to Kansas Department of Health and Environment for providing the grant funding to help us really ramp up the efforts in these uh, four communities. So speaking of sponsors and all of the wonderful local businesses who help support Bike Walk Wichita efforts, we want to take a moment to recognize them and to encourage you to please shop local and support these businesses, you know, who are working uh, to make Wichita safer for all of us.
1: REI at K96 in Greenwich carries high quality adventure gear, clothing, bikes, lightweight camping equipment, and food to support your next hike or bike trip.
0: Cargill's soybean and biodiesel plant is located on 13th Street, and they are producing renewable and clean burning fuel from waste vegetable oils, fats, and restaurant grease for use in diesel vehicles. The funding that they have provided us helps expand our recycle shop and helped us get more people riding this year. Thank you, Cargill. Truck Stuff helps elevate our adventures by installing hitches, bike racks, and anything you need to haul your bike and adventure gear. So stop by. They're located on Washington, just around the corner.
1: Bicycle Peddler and Bicycle Exchange not only provide you with a large selection of bikes and gear, but have been advocating for bike lanes, trails, and safety improvements for decades. Thank you, Bicycle Peddler and Bicycle Exchange. The Kansas Department of Transportation provides an annual grant to purchase lights for all of our bikes that roll out of our recycle shop and support our Operation Firefly that we just talked about earlier. And this helps make our streets safer for all
0: users. W, formerly known as the Young Professionals of Wichita, has provided a grant to engage with more young professionals, so we are very excited to partner with them. In addition, we mentioned Wesley Healthcare. Uh, They just provided a $5,000 grant for the Redbud signage. And that signage will include mile markers in case you have an emergency. You'd be able to let emergency response know know your location. Uh, In addition, we are also looking at wayfinding signage and some etiquette signage for the trails. So thank you to Wesley Healthcare. Lucky's Everyday Lazy Social Cycling Club is just around the corner. So go check out Lucky's Everyday Bar. Um, they have an awesome patio and really a great staff.
1: Visionary Print can help you with your podcast, video and promotional
0: materials. A Better Bar Service can help you with all of your holiday parties, your birthday parties and events where you'd like to have you know more time to relax with your guests. So check them out and in spirit, Kombucha. They have freshly brewed, health, healthy, healthy drinks. I mean, and if you haven't tried the kombucha, it's actually quite delicious. And they have amazing flavors, and you can pick it up all around town at your favorite local stores. So check and see if you can find InSpirit Kombucha. And thanks again to all of our sponsors who help us make the magic happen. For the month of December, we would like to shine the volunteer spotlight on Mario Esparza. Mario volunteers in our recycle shop helping work on bikes and can also be found in our Bike Walk Wichita tent volunteering at community events and bike jam events all around town. Mario can often be found working alongside his son Evan, who also volunteers regularly in recycle and events, and they are just Quite the dynamic duo.
1: Yes, I have enjoyed uh, Mario and Evan. They're just wonderful to have at events. They're just a delight. Yeah, they are always up for whatever you ask of them.
0: Yes, and Mario, many of you may not know, works for the city of Wichita, uh, ensuring the intersection signals and crosswalk signals are working properly. So thanks to Mario for sharing your time, your awesome mechanic skills, and your passion for making Wichita a safer and better place for everyone. If you find a crossing signal that is not working properly or other maintenance issues, Mario let us know it is best to submit a request through the City of Wichita's website, which you can find at access.wichita.gov. Thanks, Mario, for all you do. Well, it looks like our time is up. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you around town, especially at our Christmas Lights Walk and Ride. If you are interested in taking action, connecting us with your neighborhood, or have an idea, please let us know. Special thanks to Amy for joining us again today, and to all of our volunteers who help make all of these great events special, meaningful, and impactful in the community. And thank you, Kim, for keeping us on task and moving forward. Well, we'll see you out and around town. Bye.